G'day everybody, it's Joe here and welcome to episode 28 of X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. As always, I have with me Jermaine Parker and Stephen East. How are you guys? Yeah, good, Joe. Yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I'm well, I'm well. So, um, we've got a fair bit to go through this episode, as usual. Heaps of fruit, uh, and finally we'll be talking about the last two episode, uh, two issues rather of King Phantom, but we'll get to that soon. So first we'll get on uh, with the news. So we'll get through this pretty quick. Um, so uh, Phantom Men's colors, uh, uh, covers, sorry. Uh, Phantom Men's covers, you might, those that have seen them on the website might notice that they've become a little bit darker in, in tone um, in uh, what they're depicting. Um, they're, they're a little bit more mysterious, a little more horror-themed. Um, what do you guys think of that? Are you liking that, or don't mind either way? I don't mind either way, as long as we get a good cover. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like, and there's been a real, like, from about episode, just from the Phantom Man, and you can check it all out on the wiki and uh, Chronicle Chambers for the covers yourself, but you got 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, and 16, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely, it's got a darker feel to it, but um, I quite like it. It's definitely different from, uh, say, a, you know, a cover one, which is very um, uh, kid-friendly, and even, say, six and seven, which is um, which was Alex Saviak's cover with the, um, yeah. with the Mandrake crossover. But, um, yeah, I don't mind. It's, they're, they're different. Artists, um, very talented artists, and they're you know having a bit of a go, and it's good to see fresh blood, as we've talked about with um, Jeremy uh, last week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, what about what about you, Steve? What do you reckon of them? Oh, I was just checking them out now, and yeah, they are quite dark, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a different way to go, but definitely uh, catches your eye, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. I um not that it's you know relating to the dark stuff, but I really like the cover to issue thirteen. I reckon that's great. It's like um, yeah, it's real old school style, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like the nineteen um, twenties ads for um, uh, maybe even early nineteen hundreds ads for like alcohol or or, or uh, perfume and stuff. Toulouse Lautrec used to do a lot of stuff in that sort of style. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm just um, looking at again. The... It's another again. It's another artist, and that's yeah. what I like. It's that you know they're having a go bringing new artists on board. Mm. Um, so you know why not? Yeah, exactly. And if it, if it works, if it brings in new audience or something like that, well, you know. Mm. And again, that would make a really nice poster, I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, notice how the the Borders actually a skull. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. I don't know if you can pick <laughs> it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, righto. Well, let's move on to the next thing, which is still um, talking about Phantom Man and of Egmont as uh, sorry, Phantom Man as well, which is the top covers for 2014. So the best covers of last year have uh, been announced. Um, readers voted on those and. They've um, said which covers that they like like the most. What do you guys think? Do you av- agree with these choices? Uh, I haven't um, seen them, sorry. The, <laughs> the, 
The Swedish choice is a very typical Phantom type of cover, mm. um, where, in my opinion, in the Norwegian version, which is um, the, in, uh, uh, the Indian storyline which we had last year, that's by done by Sal Valudo. I um I actually like that as a cover. It's very um it's I, I prefer that cover than the other one. Yeah. The Norwegian cover over the Swedish um best cover. Yeah, I um I think they've both got their their good points and their bad points. Um. Well, actually, no. I'll take that back. N- neither of them have bad points. They're just very different. I think the Phantom Men one, um, obviously, mm. it's it's a lot darker, uh, but it's a lot more subtle as well. It, it's kind of a nice. It's very grim, but it's it's a nice image. Like it works well just as an image. Um, as a poster. As a poster, yeah. And but the Phantom Men one, Phantom Met one, I should say, that's just again, it's a beautiful image, and it's. I can't really tell looking at the picture on the wiki, but it looks like it might be painted. Oh, it's, they've definitely done. No, I think- if it's been digitally it's, coloured, I think it's line art. Yeah, well, if it, the colouring then is, they've made it look sort of painterly, and you've got the um, the texture of the bark and stuff as part of the colouring, and yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful image. So I think if I had to pick one, it would be that. But um, yeah, I think they're both really good. This is the one with the American Indian. Yes. Yeah, yeah that looks great. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. All right, well. Um, Apart from that, we also have some news on new merchandise we can spend all, uh, spend all our hard-earned money on. So there is um, some new European mugs out, which you can buy through uh, Phantom's Vault, phantomsvault.com.au, to grab them. So we have one that's just um, classic Phantom face, mugshot type thing. Um, and then we have um, Phantom Jungle, which... By the looks of it, the Phantom himself, just looking on the picture they've got on the website, it looks like the Phantom himself isn't on the mug. It's just a picture of the jungle with the word the Phantom. Um, would you guys get this? Would you get either of these? I haven't got it yet, but I will be, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know if I get the jungle one, but maybe the face one, but um, only if it was around 10 bucks. I don't think I'd spend $18 on it. yeah. yeah. 18 bucks is a bit cheap, a bit um, a bit steep. Yeah, it's it's like about half the price than what you would get if you were to buy it from uh, Europe. I know a few yeah. people um who who will remain nameless who um uh brought one from Europe and paid paid quite a bit because obviously they had to pay for shipping and everything like that. Yeah. And then they were uh, slightly a little bit disappointed when they realised that um Fans Vault was bringing it out and it's almost <laughs> about half half the price. Yeah. But when, yeah. when you kind of look at, like you look at the website at the moment under the merchandise stuff, and you've got those two mugs there for 18 bucks, and then right next to it you've got the coffee, um, the heat-changing coffee mug for only 12. You know, the average punter um, or yeah. those that have to be more worried about their money is going to go, oh well, you know, 18 bucks for what is basically a white mug. Um, you know, exactly. it, it does seem expensive, but I can understand because, like you say, Fenevolt's probably shipping them in, so of course they're going to have higher overheads for that and stuff. But mm. it is it is an expensive mug, I think. It is, and you know, I think the you know, if you had to choose one, I think the Icon one is a lot is a better choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I um, notice they've got the 
Swedish calendar for this year up there too. I didn't realise I was selling that. <laughs> oh well. Right. Well, let's um, let's move on. So we have uh, a new T-shirt range also at Phantom's Vault. Um, this looks like I was going to say it, lo- it looks like these are um are European as well because it's got you know the the jumper there with Phantom Men on it and it's also got the yeah, two are. mugs yeah. Yeah, I thought they might. I really like the ones in the middle row of the Phantom kind of jumping with the skull mark mm. underneath. I really like that um, that image. I um, like that image and the one with um, the Phantom running with uh, Wolf. Oh, with Devil. Yeah, with yeah. with Devil next, which is next, which is on the image next to the um, the Phantom in um, hoodie. Yeah, the one next to that on the left, it's also blue. Where it's the, is that like the Phantom? One half of his face is the Phantom, and the other half would be a skull. I think we've seen that design before. You yeah, can't really see it because of the because of the sleeve of the last of the next shirt. But is this? On, I'm looking at the website now, I'm a, but I can't see what you're t- talking about. Like I can't see a hoodie or anything like that. Uh, is it actually a hoodie, or does it just have, like, a high collar? Um, um, the writing, on the description, so if you go on the website, for those who are listening and, and then are interested, um, probably your best bet is to go onto the website and then go onto an interior page, or you can go clothing, shirt store, or other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you just go onto an interior page, scroll down uh, until you see the news, um, it will see latest news and it will be one day at a time mugs away and t-shirt so if you just go to tea time which is the t-shirts um, it will it will bring up an overview picture of all oh. of the, of the um, shirts yep. and I'll put a direct link to this up on the uh, website in the show notes so you can easily find it um, I just went into the clothing section of the store um, looking at men's shirts and some of the designs they have there, they've already got listed. Um, no, I take that back. They've got the half phantom, half skull face in a short sleeve shirt, not in a long sleeve shirt. Uh, but the short sleeve shirt is $33. That, again, seems like a lot, but maybe I'm just cheap. Um, <laughs> but they are very nice designs. Yeah. Um, now, I see the thing you're looking at before and yeah I like that middle row with him jumping in the, in the grey and black I like that yeah they, they are cool oh, yeah. and, and they're probably mm. of a good quality we should say that like I don't think the Phantom's Vault would be selling anything subpar but um yeah I really like that half face half skull one I'm definitely thinking I might get one of those anyway um what else have we got okay so uh, Herms, Herms Press recently released a uh, Comic-Con um, variant pack, I guess you would call it, uh, at the Comic-Con International in San Diego this year. So they released exclusive uh, the Phantom 3 variant pack, um, the Phantom 1 vari- variant pack, and the Phantom 2 variant pack, as well as a exclusive uh, one-shot that was only released at the um, convention. These are containing covers that, according to the Comic-Con website, are exclusive only to uh, 
San Diego Comic Con. Although looking at the picture, I'm pretty sure that Phantom's Vault sells all of these. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're right, I do. Yeah, so m- maybe not as exclusive as, as they like you to be, uh, like you to believe. Um, the one shot, I believe, just has. It's the uh, same as the free comic book one, mm. but with a different cover. So and it's the was, same contents, but a different cover. And wasn't that just reprints of... Oh, well, the reprints Hermes had done, like a couple of those, some of the Sunday ones or something in there? Uh, it's a, like, there's a preview page of one of the Herms regular. There's a, a short story or two from um, like uh, the Charlton series and stuff. Um, so most of it's reprints but you know i don't i don't mind the idea actually um you know the san diego let's let's face it san diego's the one to go to yeah um you know why not uh do a mass release and a couple of special you know one shot comics and you know the sunday archives you know special limited edition one and i, I don't i don't have a problem with it yeah, well, I don't have a problem with it myself either. I just think it's funny that it says exclusive, and yet we can get them all through um, through Phantom's yeah. Vault, which is which is kind of cool. Like maybe the San Diego people didn't know that, which is good. Um, but no, no, it's it's cool. Uh, so yeah, getting the Phantom out there amongst the um, more casual uh, Phantom readers or people that may not necessarily have read it but sort of know about him and all that sort of stuff. So. Oh, it's good. Right, so moving on, the next thing we have is that an Indian comic pop culture store has license um, to release Phantom merchandise. At the moment, they've just done posters, but the posters are pretty pretty cool. Um, mm. One of them... Two have already sold out as well. Oh, really? Which one's that? Um, I'm having a look at the website now, and according to the site... Yeah, I think the... How many are showing on the site? Uh, one, two, three, four. So we've got the Phantom Journal Notebook. Oh, oh okay, that's just maybe that. Uh, Old Jungle Saying poster, Bullet Between the Eyes poster, and then they've got the diary. So only two posters. Yeah. Apologies. I've got to say that Old Jungle Saying poster looks really, really cool. I'm trying yeah. to find out how much Australian that is. 349... Uh, rest, so I think from rupee, is it? from memory, I've because I've picked up all four posters. I haven't got them shipped to me because I'm getting kind of like a package deal. Yeah. Um, I think from memory, all four posters, just without minus without shipping, it was about twenty dollars Australian after um, what do you call it? After um, uh, currency exchange. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. That's all four together, 20 bucks. Yeah, a bundle. yeah. So yeah. I, I just used XE, which is a currency converter, and according to it, uh, 349 uh, Indian rupee is uh, $4.50 Australian. <laughs> so I'm definitely getting one of those. Um, I don't know how, how big ma- are they? Does it say? Yeah. It does say. Um, let me just bring it up. So it, oh, it just says maxi poster there. I'm sure I saw on her early that I had the measurements. Um, no. Oh, yeah, here we go. 59 by 88 centimetres. So it's 
It's a fair size. Yeah, it's a fair size. So yeah, they, those are pretty cool. I'll definitely be getting the uh, old Jungle Sayings one. I reckon that's great. Yeah, it looks cool. So yeah, while we're recording, I might buy it and I'll let you know how much the uh, <laughs> shipping is. <laughs> okay, so um, we'll m- move on. So um, unfortunately, there has. I must been... admit, the next bit of news, I'm a, I'm a little bit bummed out about this. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I, I think we all over there. <laughs> That's alright. So, unfortunately, the Phantom uh, Pop vinyl, which we've all been terribly excited for, um, and bought about, well, I think Jermaine's bought about 150 of them. Um, <laughs> it has sadly, the release date has sadly been pushed back. So, it was supposed to be out the 31st of this month, uh, 31st of August. It's been pushed back a month until the 31st of October. Um, everyone that pre-ordered it through pop culture which um jermaine and i definitely did i'm not sure if you did steve but jermaine and i did um all received an email saying that it has been pushed back um as it stated in the email this can be for any number of reasons it could be you know there was a delay in the manufacturing um delay and it getting shipped from where it was going to be manufactured to the distributors whole bunch of reasons so it's got nothing to do with pop culture themselves they can't control it um but yeah, it is it is sad that it's been pushed back a month. However, uh, as far as we know, the red and blue variants haven't been uh, pushed back, so we'll actually get them kind of sooner than we originally thought, if that makes sense. <laughs> they have to wait as long between drinks. Yeah, exactly. Or between phantoms, as the case may be. Exactly, yes. So, um, yeah, bit, bit bit sad, but there is a silver lining there. So I uh, think... Um... Sorry, from memory, my email said that they were all being released at the same time. So oh, instead really? of being instead of being released on 31st of December or something, it's being released at the end of October. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just check. That's yeah. So that that's if if it is the case, um, it will be nice to get them all together as as one. So maybe that's why they delayed one. And then release them all together. You could as well. be. I think you might be right. Um, so I'm just looking at the red variants page on Pop Culture, and it says ETA October 2015. So yeah, they might all be coming out together, which is interesting. Hmm. So I um I didn't pick that up, and when I read my email, so sorry about that, everyone. But um yeah, it looks like we'll get get them all a little bit earlier than we thought. So that's good. Awesome. Um, righto, so the next bit of news is the Phantom 2006, uh, 2016 sorry, diary has been released. Uh, it's pretty much exactly the same as all the previous diaries. Um, hard, bound, uh, hard cover with a spiral bound that collects a whole bunch of different covers from all over the world. Uh, it should be available in most newsagents by now. If not, it'll probably be a local newsagent soon. Um, you can also get them at, uh, you know, those calendar stalls that pop up everywhere and um, probably comic book shops or online at Booktopia or Calendar Club. There's links to that on the website. Um, and it costs twenty seven ninety nine, which, I don't know, what do you guys think about that price point? Yeah, I thought it was a little steep myself. Yeah. yeah. I think you're probably paying for the hardcover, to be honest. Yeah, um, I think you are too. <laughs> I, got, I managed to find a place on eBay that was selling it for $25, and then it had free shipping. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I was quite stoked with that because I saved myself three bucks. Um, <laughs> and my local news agents, there's about four of them that I go to around where I live and stuff. Neither of them stock the diary. Oh, yeah. So it was just easier to do it that way. Yeah, well, that's, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We, we seem to be whinging a lot about price tonight. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, especially seeing, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same with you guys, I don't actually use it as a diary. I kind of buy it and flip through it maybe once or twice to look at the different covers, and then it goes on the bookshelf or, or somewhere. So it, it's kind of become, and I realized this this year when I picked it up and bought it, flipped through it, put it down, and then a couple of days later my girlfriend came over and went, oh, I didn't know there was a Phantom Diary, and I went, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot I had that. It's become more of a <laughs> habit to buy them than yeah. actually, you know. Well, it was a habit that I, that I wasn't in. This is the first one I've picked up in about 18 years, I think. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I look back and, yeah, I've got the 1998 diary, and I think that's the last one I had. Mm. Remember wow. when they used to be really big, or um, really big uh, diaries? I think the last one was the 1996 one, the movie one. I think that was the last really big one they did, and it had all um, fun facts and stuff like that in it. They were really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. well this has got fan of facts in it, which is good, but I would have thought they would have had um, notes on, you know, certain days of the year, you know, when certain things happened, you know, when, when stories were printed, or when Cy Barry's birthday was, or, you know, all that, all that sort of stuff. But... Yeah, well, we've mentioned that a couple of times when we've talked about, um, t- talked about, the diaries and stuff, but they, I don't know, they obviously don't listen to us, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, um, let's move on. So, the last thing uh, we have to cover this episode, as far as news is concerned, is going back to Phantom Men, and they're actually releasing King's Watch in their uh, comics. So, the Phantom Men issues, which generally contain more than one story, will... Um, also contain a regular uh, Team Phantom Man Phantom story and um, part, well, in issue 17 slash 2015 will be the first part of King's Watch. Um, what do you guys think of this? A um, Scandinavian comic have an American an American uh, comic inside. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's probably, in my opinion, it's the strongest... Um, um, in my opinion, it's the strongest uh, story saga from Kings uh, from uh, DE. Yep. So, um, and it's you know, and it's probably going to uh, what would you say um, meet the expectations of the Swedish and um, Australian readers the most out of the three of them. So I think it's probably. Um, yeah, I reckon it's a great idea. It'll be interesting to um, hear what the Scandinavian fans think of it because when we had mm. Andreas on, we you know established that Australian and um, Scandinavian fans, while they do enjoy some of the sim- similar things, they actually have a lot more diverse tastes than we thought. You know, our, our tastes in Australia are quite different to those in Scandinavia. So it'll be interesting to see what you know a uh, fan community on the other side of the world thinks of of this seeing you know we enjoyed it whether they'll enjoy it as much so yeah so yeah it's it's cool and it's good i think that um phantom men are looking at other venues i guess for the for the stuff just even just to expose you know their readers to other things that are out there Mm. um 
because you know probably not every Scandinavian fan is listening to this podcast or goes on the Chronicle Chamber site, so they mightn't even be aware that there's such a thing as a um as another Phantom comic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah. No, I think it's I think it's a great idea. Um, just a little side note: the issue before this, um, Phantom and sixteen of uh, two thousand and fifteen, um. They've actually released a uh, like a supplement which had like um uh yeah so so it was a supplement and it had like a like a separate comic same as what this King's Watch is and um it had like they basically collected all the up and coming artists invited them to send their stuff in and um, they put it all together into a comic and then released it. So basically giving the up-and-coming artist a bit of a helping hand and stuff That's to get their cool. stuff published. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, like, you know, and then with with that, you know, then they've also, been, they've also had, you know, lots of new artists doing the short stories and stuff. So Phantom Men's doing some good stuff, you know, as well, um, you know, with new artists and new, you know, stuff coming in and, I think that might be why the cover art is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's probably a very good reason, but that's good, you know, it's a way to keep the, the publication fresh and, um, you know, get get an interest in it and so people mm. don't get bored. So, yeah, no, that's really cool. Right, well, um, I think that's everything for the news. Does anyone else want to say anything before we move um, on? No, I reckon, I reckon let's get into the froze. Okay, cool. So let's uh, get into the fruit issues that have come out since our last episode. There are several, so we'll um, we'll try and get through them uh, in a decent amount of time. So the first one is 1730, which is Mystery of the Golden Rune Part 3. Um, we've pretty much said, I think, in previous episodes that we all enjoy this story. Mm. Um, is there any particular note on this part of the... Um, of the story that anyone wants to mention? No, not for me. Steve, you? Um, well, I've, I've never read the, the, the Golden Rune before, and it always... Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah, Steve, and... I forgot about that. <laughs> that's all right. Um, but always, you know, made me think, why does this guy... He always seems to be against the Phantom, but in the end, he kind of helps the Phantom to to win over the bad guys. And um, if you think about it hard enough, you go, oh, yeah... Maybe he's trying to get the, all the golden rooms together. He's got his own ulterior motives. But, um, yeah, I wasn't thinking that when I read this. But, oh, he's helped him again in the end. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is a bit of a strange one, isn't it? But, you know, supposed to keep the intrigue and stuff going. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's... Right, well, let's move on to the next uh, issue. So, 1731, The Mysterious Prisoner. Now, apparently this is actually part two of a three-part storyline. Um, but as we mentioned in previous uh, episodes, Fru is trying to get a whole bunch of stories that haven't been published here in Australia um, from from Egmont, from Team Phantom Man, and publish them for the first time. And for whatever reason, it turns out that this is the first thing that they sent uh, through to be published so for some reason they sent him part two instead of part one but i don't know i didn't really feel that it affected the story that much definitely i definitely agree with you yeah like i, I obviously haven't read the first part but i didn't feel there was any information i was missing i didn't feel you know at mm. the end of it i was 
didn't feel, oh, I wish I'd known more about this character or that character or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I don't think it really mattered all that much. And maybe, no. you know, when they sent it over, they sort of knew that. So that's why they sent it. Yeah, you, you caught up pretty To be quick. honest, yeah. yeah, you did. I think the only people that are going to realise that this is part two of the part three, and it happened again with uh, 7.33, but we'll discuss that in a second. I think the only people that are going to notice are probably the people that are going to be listening to this right now, and then we go, and they'll be going, oh, I didn't know that. All the people that are on Facebook and saw the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Because, am I right in, back in the 90s, I think, was there another story that had, like, the man in the iron mask? Yeah, there was. It just familiar. Yeah, there was. It was, um, it got, it's been published twice by, um, uh, by Fru. The man, it's actually called The Man in the Iron Mask. Um, uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a, um, uh, a little bit of a chuckle out of Paul, um, Paul Agnew for not remembering the, uh, the Fru number for this, um, story. (laughs) So, um, I won't guess because I'll just dig myself a hole. Um, but yeah, again, unless someone's looking right now, I can continue to rattle on and, um, but <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I think your best bet is it is the man in the iron mask. It's been published twice. It's published once in the nine, uh, the nine hundreds and probably in the six hundreds. I think it was published, uh, again. Um, but your best bet to find it is probably to go onto the phantom wiki and type it in the search. Yeah. Um, the only one I can oh, find is to Carl's mask. Okay, yeah, no, it's definitely the man in the iron mask. It's um, I remember reading it and then watching the um the movie. What's that movie called with um with Leonardo DiCaprio? I, I think you'll um, find it's called the man in the iron mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember um, I remember reading the story and then watching that movie when it first came out. I'm, str- I'm thinking, they've copied the Phantom! <laughs> Not realising that it was actually a, um, a uh, what do you call it, a story that the Phantom had copied. But, um, yeah, so it, I, I, getting back to the story, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I found it. So it's called Iron Mask um, by, uh, I'm trying to find out what, Donnie Avenue, I think yep. it was. Uh, Phantom, so through 956, and then again in 1638, according to the wiki. There you go, Paul. I didn't guess, so I'm not misleading anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for doing that. That's all right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but um, so what? Like, if you, I think it's worth if anyone's. I'm assuming everyone who's listening to this and has the throw um, comment, they've probably read the fan forum letters at the back, but it was great to um, read basically where someone who's written in and, you know, had a bit of a discussion with Dudley about some of these unpublished stories, as well as, you know, Dudley listening to us, and I'm sure there's been other people and all that as well. And, um, and you know, the, I think that's why we... we one of the reasons why we're getting some of these stories, and um, I reckon it's great. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Mm. Any new stuff that we haven't read before is always good, or old stuff that we haven't read before. You know what I mean? Yeah, good too. So, something we kind of neglected to mention in all of that, what did you guys actually think of the story? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I know, it's a historical story, and I really enjoyed it. 
I thought it was great. Is, um, You're going to get converted there, Joe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Uh, um, well, we've got another historical this tonight. We'll see if it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> it um it follows on with the uh the Sky Barry and Lee Falk Sunday story called the Wig, mm. where uh, the third Phantom actually doesn't want to become the Phantom, and um so it actually kind of follows on with that. So it's um. It's a nice little tie-in. Something I noticed which is kind of interesting, because we talked about this uh, in a previous um, episode. I, I can't remember the name of the of the story now, but uh, it's where, Jermaine, you and I were making fun of the Phantom. Not cheating, but, you know, being so flippant with all those women he was after. Um, I can't remember what, this, what the story... Oh, A Plague in Venice. That was it. Yeah. Um, how there was so much self-doubt that the Phantom is, has. And here it is again in this story. It's only for a couple of frames, a couple of panels, sorry. But the mm. Phantom almost decides to give up being the Phantom because his son's, you know, basically told him to sod off. And then, you know... Um, is it the same Phantom? Um, I think it... Mm, that was number two, no, because right? no, that was the was first number... Phantom, wasn't it? Oh, actually, yeah, you might be right. I yeah. can't remember which Phantom it was in Plague in Venice. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, no, it is the same one. He's going to go down as a self-doubting phantom. Yeah. So is that the second phantom? Yeah. 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 So he's maybe he's just the emo one of the group. <laughs> he was emo before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, I think it's, again, like it did in the play in Venice, it, it brings up an interesting question now when the phantom thinks to himself... But what right does he have to include us in his oath? Shall we not all remain free to shape our own lives? And you know, I thought that's kind of an interesting question that hasn't been explored that much. Like we've had, um, was it the simple life or, or our normal life or something it was called that Lee Falk did? Um, mm. And I think yeah, there might have been life, yeah. one or two others. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting topic. I think that you know these these sons just sort of go, oh yeah, right, I'll give up my own life to chuck on a purple costume and fight evil you know it's, yeah I suppose if they didn't we wouldn't have a comic series but <laughs> still <laughs> right well um, we'll move on then so <laughs> we're back to uh, Mystery of the Golden Rune part 4 this time um, again I didn't pick up the issue because I've already got it so Steve seeing you're the the virgin to the series what did you think of part 4 <laughs> uh, just going through it again um I've liked them all, but yeah, to do a summary of them all, I've enjoyed the story. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and this this character, uh, Bale, am I right there? That's him. Yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's quite mysterious and dark, and he's got his own agenda, and you know, and in this one mm. we've got the the scary monsters coming out and you know, waking the dead or something like that. It's you know, it's quite a good story. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the art's definitely darker in this one. Mm, very much so. Um, it's a very much darker story than you know some of, like the previous like some of the previous art. But yeah, again, you know, I think it's um, you know, you can't you can't fault it. I quite like how um, how through have it's a five part issue. Instead of publishing it one after the other, like they published a couple. Then they've released a new story, and so it's kind of like they're all together, 
but they haven't, you know, like totally flooded it with all classic stories. Yeah. So, it, you know, because it, it's a five-part, it's a five-part series, and I guess the good thing about it is that it's kind of given them a little bit of room to catch up with, like, the Swedish news stories that come out as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so... You know, um, I think it's strategically. I think it's. I think it's all right with the way they've they've released it. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's move on to the next issue. So, seventeen thirty-three, which is Blood Night, um, and just a heads up to Dudley for for giving me a bit of a mention in this in this, <laughs> in this uh, issue, even, you know, if he does suggest that I am not a cerebral person. <laughs> well, I won't be buying your comics anymore. <laughs> um, no, that was quite good. I got, a good. I got a laugh out of that. So, yeah, Blood Knight, another historical story. Um, this did one, you enjoy this one? I did. I didn't enjoy it as much as um, the previous ones, but I, I did enjoy it. It, um... Yeah, I, I I don't know what it is, but it's got a very kind of uh, I don't want to say bleak outlook, but it's it's a very strange comic in in a way, at least for the Phantom. That basically the Phantom doesn't win in this at all. Isn't that good? <laughs> well, yeah, it is, but I, it just struck me as you know strange and interesting that that there is a story that does this because his uh, his brother, sorry, gets killed and he's. I don't know who that woman was supposed to be. Was that supposed to be the... That's that's his half-brother's mum. Oh, yeah, half-brother's mum. Okay, well, she get No, her husband gets killed or her friend... Anyway, anyway, any, any everyone gets killed. And <laughs> yeah, it was just interesting that no one um, won in this issue, really, except for the villain. Mm. But I so did the, enjoy it. So why isn't Renee the... Because uh, that's, the, that's the second... It's the second Phantom's half brother. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious that he's not the Phantom because isn't it supposed to be the oldest son? Well, maybe maybe they didn't know about him or something. I, I don't know. This oh, is something. So the first fan had a little <laughs> yeah. bit of some, something on the side, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, he was in Paris and all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted well, to. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, more knowledgeable fellas, has have we had any? Issues of through where this Renee fella has popped up because I can't remember him at all. I don't remember hearing about him before. Whether I've just no, forgotten. I don't think so because because what again this is so for um, now I'm not a hundred percent but I'm like ninety eight percent sure this is this is right. So and I'm sure again people someone will correct me if I'm you know speaking. Um, incorrectly, but what I think is this is part two. So like part one was um, was supposed to be one seven three one, and because the two titles are very very similar, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So part one, so instead of the mysterious prisoner, we were supposed to get oh, where's that? Um, yeah, I can't. Can't, can't remember what it was, but um, yeah. So we were supposed to meet Renee for the first time. The prisoner who didn't exist oh, yes. was, and so it's by the um, um, it's by the same uh, creative team, and you know, but um, but yeah. Anyway, I, um, so 
So I think it's the first time we see Renee, um, and yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure on the story or how the first Phantom, you know, obviously I think it's I think Renee's the older brother, so I'm not really sure on it, but um, it's it's rather an interesting interesting um side story. We've had a similar story, which obviously was after this story was released in uh, Egmont. Of the seventh, was it no, the sixteenth Phantom or the seventeenth Phantom who had a fling with uh, Kate Somerset as well? Um, I think you, it was uh, the sixteenth, wasn't it? Yes. Um, no, no, no. Sorry, it was the seventeenth. It was the seventeenth. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's an interesting side story where you know, you know, I'm assuming he wasn't married then and. So yeah, it's an int- um, it's it's interesting, and um, I quite I, I to get past that, I like the story, and I enjoyed the fact that the Phantom didn't win. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting little spin on the regular, you know, he always wins in some way, sort of thing. And and again, even though this is part two, although it's kind of um a little bit disjointing when, you know, you're, you're all of a sudden introduced to this Renee guy who's, you know, uh, been in a, in a deep, dreamless slumber lasting 36 hours. You catch up really quick by by page five. You know, I'm reading at page five. I know the whole backstory. And yeah. I'm reading, you know, and I, I'm fully aware of everything that's happening. Yeah, there was a lot of information chucked in really, really quickly, but it didn't seem... You know, like an overabundance of exposition or anything. So the way it was written was really good, I thought. Yeah, the way it was. Sorry. Sorry, Steve, you go. You go. You go, Steve. Oh, I just thought, you know, wonderful way it was written. But what about the way it was drawn? How do you feel about seeing um, Mr. Walker's face? Or yeah, uh, that that was interesting, wasn't it? Um. I, I must admit, it didn't really bother me as much as I kind of just went, oh, you can see his face. That's kind of weird. And just moved on. It, it, it's not one of those things that, you know, if, if you can see the Phantom's face, I'm going to jump up and down and yell and scream and carry on about it. But I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that, that weren't happy about it. Because, um, you know, there's people out there that aren't happy that you can see the Phantom's face in the movie. And, you know, honestly, how are you not going to show the main character's face in a movie? Although, having said that, they didn't do it in Judge Dredd, so... Um, I just watched that. That was quite a good movie. Yeah, it is that. a good movie. It's very good. But anyway, this is a fan of podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it annoyed me. You know, it did? Really? Yeah, it really did. I kept getting confused with the characters. Ah, uh, yeah, now that... that <laughs> he's not that, wearing glasses, and he's got earrings in. That is an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, uh, the earring thing got me. I think the earring thing annoyed me more than the non-glasses. Yeah, you've got to you've got to remember the time period and stuff for that too, though. Like you oh, know, yeah. that, it, it it was the fashionable thing for men to do in in the day. Now, if you do it, you're just a bit of a tosser. But you know, <laughs> so, well, um, now I'm angering people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you don't got it in one ear too, by the way. Never look the dangle oh, really? one. Is it in the right ear? Because when we were kids, you know, if you had it in the <laughs> other ear, it it's was more than a fashion left. statement. His left, our right, I think. Yeah, anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the I think the earring thing got me more than the no, um, 
the no glasses. But I wonder because this was this is what the second Phantom. So I wonder just how rigid. I, I wonder just how rigid the whole you know you can't see the Phantom's face was back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they hadn't started that that legend yet. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't really bother me. I was taken aback by the, by the earring too, because <laughs> I actually thought, wouldn't that get caught on the mask, like the inside yeah, of the yeah, cow? Yeah, take it out. <laughs> he just has this weird bulge coming out the side of his face when he's got the cowl <laughs> on, and then he takes it off. It's, oh yeah, it's just just an earring. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. The sword fighting was great. The action scenes of the sword fighting. Yeah. Was great. Yes, it was really good, and how Dudley mentioned in his um. And his letter that you know it was like a a scene from an action movie or a action blockbuster, and it really was because you know you, the Phantom's there and he's struggling, he can't figure out what to do, and he's trying all these things and it's not helping, and you know then and his mm. brother gets killed and he just goes off into this basically a uh, revenge type thing. What did you guys think of that? Where basically the Phantom's going after you know, revenge of this guy that killed his brother and does literally kill him. Like, the fella didn't fall onto his sword or anything. You can see there in the image the Phantom's thrusting at him. And again, this is the second Phantom, so... And his brother was just killed in front of him. So maybe, you know, you can be a little bit lenient against the whole, you know, the Phantom does not kill thing. But, um... Yeah, what, how, what did you guys... Yeah. But but how many times could you argue that? <laughs> this is what he does for a living. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that was self-defense. Uh, you know, it, in my opinion, it was either him or, you know. But then again, I, I guess, you know, on top, top of page 28, he did um, he did give him the sword back to continue the fight. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, he could have just tied him up or something like that. But I don't know. I don't think I don't have a problem with it. I have more of a problem with the earring. It's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a good shot with the um, with the gun behind his back there to get out of the ropes. Oh, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't like want the gun to be the sights to be a little bit off or the barrel a little bit crooked <laughs> or something. Yeah, no. Surprised he didn't shoot himself in the back doing that. Well. Right, well, let's let's move on to um, the last two issues of King the Phantom. Uh, so, on, we do too, sorry, we've got Golden Rune Part 5, my bad. Sorry. So, Steve, what did you think of the end? Um, I enjoyed it, actually. I've always been, you know, people always go about colouring the fruit, and I've never really worried me, actually. I, I didn't mind the black and white. I've, maybe I've grown accustomed to it, I don't know. But this, when reading this, is probably one where colour would have been good. There was just times where, um, I don't know what's, what the proper artistic word is for it, but images got lost, I think is probably the best way to say it. Um, I particularly noticed, uh, I think, when the demon comes up. I think, you know, he, he falls into the pit or whatever, and I'm just trying to find the page now. Um, towards the yeah, end. Yeah, towards the end, about 28, 29. Um, things got, yeah, thing, yeah, things just kind of blended too much in the black. And I think, mm. yeah, if there was other, well, you know, if other shades were there or something like that, it might have 
might have been better. But apart from, oh, there it is, 20, uh, 30, sorry. Yeah, I would have, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. So if you read, if you listen to this and got your comic, turn to page 30 and see if you agree with me or not. But, um, yeah, it just seems a bit lost. Like you can see there's a bit of an image of a demon or something there, but, um, it, it's mm. quite hard to, um, to make out. But apart from that, excellent. You really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, I think originally it was made for black and white, so I don't. I'm not sure. Okay. You know, it might even be worth um picking up the original uh free and the original um what do you call it um Egmont Semic story, and actually comparing it to see whether it was dark like this or whether it was just a you know like a dark printing or something. <laughs> That'd be right. The one time I go on about colour and I'm wrong, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm not. I'm not completely sure. Um, what do you think of the cover? I really like the back cover, and I've said as much to, to Jeremy. The just the, the pose there, striking, you know, simple, effective. Yeah. Mm. The shades wrong, but I know that's not his fault. But um, <laughs> as in the shade of the light, you know, he's got dark on one side, but then it's not dark. It doesn't match. But um, like dark on one side of his head. Then his shoulders in the light, and the opposite shoulder is dark. You know, just kind of yeah. Maybe I'm talking to you too much, Joe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Actually, I um, I, I feel the same about Blood Knight. I thought the back cover was was a lot nicer than the front. Um, but maybe they couldn't they couldn't use the back cover on the front because of the layout of it, where you know the Phantom would be covered by the text, the Phantom, or vice versa. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought the back cover um, was a lot stronger. I I picked this one up from the news agent, um, and this comic it stood out like um, I don't know if I can say the what I was about to say on the <laughs> podcast. Um, um, we have a saying in the um, uh, in the design it stuck out like dog's balls. Um, <laughs> it's a saying everywhere, mate. <laughs> but it did, and it was. Like, it was the news agent I hadn't been to very much, so I'm not really sure exactly, like, where the comics are and stuff. But, like, I walked in, and it was almost like a big beacon. It was brilliant, because, like, it's literally stuck out like dog's balls. It was... <laughs> so the um the colouring, whether it was just the top half or whatever, but it, um, it, it, it really stood out quite nice, and it was like, you know, walk in, bam, get hit in the face, and it's like, I know where the Phantom comic is. It it was really good. Yeah, it was a nice cover. Um, also, another thing that I found interesting is... Now, I knew I should have renewed my subscription, um, but it seems like the subscribers get the first choice of a um, of a poster or something like that. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, so... It, um, uh, it says here, um, I'll read it out in the message of the uh, publisher. Um, I sent out a very special offer to our home delivery subscribers, which I'll offer to you all soon. I just wanted to give the subscribers first chance as a reward to their commitment to the Phantom. So to all of you who received the flyer with your comic, if you would like one of those very special and limited fam- Phantom family posters, don't procrastinate. They will be on sale to the public soon. If you're a fan, what's to think about? Get in before the price increases, snooze you lose, put it aside for a Christmas gift. 
Now, I'm assuming it's the poster that he made mention of in a previous um, uh, message from the publisher, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good idea giving the um, subscribers, you know, that that bonus and giving people a reason to subscribe. Yeah. So I, I, I quite liked it. Yeah, I'd like it better if I subscribed, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, um, I was, I was half tempted to email Dudley and say, "Did you get my email about my subscription that I was going to renew?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must have got lost in the interweb somewhere. <laughs> Can I still get that special uh, deal? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was a little bit bummed out when I read that because I've been, um, I've been, I've just been slack in renewing my mem- uh, subscription. And normally I have it done and all that, but I haven't, you know, I haven't renewed it, and it's just like, ah, oh, I miss out. So it's, I must admit, I was a bit bummed out when I read that. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. But oh well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how much it's going to cost when it comes up for renewal. Then, uh, for for um, a, you know, the public being able to buy it. Um, yeah, I, I wonder how much because if it's a special poster so their posters are usually what about 15 bucks or something like that so whether it'll be 25 or something I don't know but yeah it'd be interesting anyway so um, moving on now we can come to the last two parts of King <laughs> the Phantom um, we have previously spoken about parts one and two but we might do a wrap up of the whole series um, in a moment, but Steve said he specifically wanted to, to go first on this. So, Steve, what were your thoughts on <laughs> uh, the King Phantom parts three and four? Well, oh, if you're going to discuss each issue, like I don't have part three, which is a problem, I suppose, because Dynamite hasn't sent to my local comic store, or my local comic store didn't fill it out, I don't know. But it's just another thing not to like, because... Uh, and I've, I've actually emailed Dudley myself and saying, well done, you know, whatever anyone says about food, they get their product out on the shelf on time. Why can't Dynamite do the same? Why can't anyone do the same thing? Oh, Holmes is the same. Yeah, exactly. You know, all, all this, we always get, um, you know, delay after delay after delay. And come on, it can't, it can't be that hard. If, you, if you're in the business and you're, this is what you do for your job, surely you can get the thing out on time. At least with Herms, though, we know why it's delayed. Yeah. Um, Salvaluto well, yeah. well, still... came out and said he's taking you know longer than he thought he would, but I think that's because he wants to get it perfect. Um, yeah. So you can and, sort and... of forgive that, but if you're given no reason whatsoever... Then... Yeah, no reason, no communication, just, oh, no, we're not going to send it out. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Tough. Nice, yeah. To, not, nice, to be, nice to be thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Totally but having, having said that, I've read uh, number four and kind of catch up on number three a little bit, but um, I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might just do a big whole wrap of the, of the series. I, I didn't really like the series, and I don't think I'm alone there. Yeah. No, um, um, like I'll, I'll skip, straight, skip straight to issue four. The first, I don't know, half dozen pages are all just King's Watch again. Yeah. So... That's taken uh, up there. Then you got. You know, so they ran uh, out of. They ran out of like script or something. So they thought, oh, let's um, yeah. let's fill in. I actually um, I actually thought, you know, I got the wrong um, comic or something. <laughs> yeah. 
but haven't I read this before? Hmm. And then, you know, you flick through it and yeah, some nice big pages and no phantom, no phantom, no phantom. Oh, there's a scary old lady who's pulled a gun on a bloke. No phantom, no phantom. Oh, there's a chick dressed up as the phantom, radio. No phantom, no phantom, no phantom, no phantom. You, you, you see what's going on here? Yeah, it's not about the phantom. I don't know why they're calling this book The Phantom. And really, that in um, issue two, I thought they should have called that, instead of calling it The Phantom, I should have called it Lothar featuring Mandrake, the special guest, The Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, The Phantom was just an illusion created by Mandrake. It wasn't even Lothar dressed up mm. in a suit punching bad guys out. Um, number four. Number four, the the cover, you think, oh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. You've got the phantom stepping out of the, out of the cave. You've got the bando all around him wearing kilts. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of Scottish heritage that the that the bando just haven't, you know, let the rest of us know. But right yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they call it the phantom, but the phantom's not in. And I get it that Lothar's, you know, on his mission to find the phantom, and so you can get that, but he's... He does say he's going to fill his um, boots until he finds him, but he doesn't. He doesn't do anything like that. And when when King first put out this you know, this idea of doing the, the Phantom and, and Mandrake and, and Jungle Jim and, and the rest of them, I thought, oh, that's interesting. How are they going to handle two jungle-based characters in, in Jungle Jim and the Phantom? And what they did was actually brilliant. They did one that was fantastic and get people to buy it and they did the other one which people already know the phantom it made that crap <laughs> but they knew that people were going to buy it because it's got the phantom written on it jungle jim was an excellent comic i really, yeah. really enjoyed that after speaking mm. to you Jermaine, i don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was in our you know little chats and you um recommended issue one read issue one i thought hey that's really good and you look at the cover and you think oh he's got that purple on ah oh, they're going to make jungle jim the new phantom and um I don't think I'm spoiling anything. He's not the new Phantom. Um, but he is a fantastic hero who's got these wonderful powers. Um, he likes to drink. He likes the women. And get his clothes off. He likes to get his clothes off, but that's an occupational hazard with his special power. Um, <laughs> unlike, <laughs> kind of like the Hulk. But the Hulk, you know, always keeps his shorts on or whatever, but this guy, he just loses everything. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, see what I've got, ladies. Um, but yeah, Jungle Jim, I really enjoyed it. It's got everything. It's got adventure. It's got space travel. It's got funny bloke. It's got an alcoholic woman that needs to drink in order to stave off an infection caused by Ming. It's got homo bestial sexuality people. Um, it's a really good comic. I really enjoyed that. And it just seems that, um, King Dynamite or Dynamite, whatever, they've, kind of put all their effort into um, these other comics like Jungle Jim and, and Prince Valiant who weren't in the, the original King's Watch and um, through the other ones with a bit of I don't know what the right word is um, but with you know as an afterthought unfortunately um, I remember you saying a while ago that the, the Flash Gordon one wasn't all that crash shot Jermaine and that you know you stopped reading mm. that halfway through um, I thought I'd, I thought I'd do the right thing and, and pick up Flash Gordon so this rant wasn't just half cocked. I thought I'd better do my groundwork and pick him up. My local comic store didn't have number one, but it had number two and three. I don't mind number three with the under, underwater 
adventure, that's not too bad. Um, but apart from that, yeah, you know, some, I guess it's just a Flash Gordon comic. Man, I'm, I'm just going through what I've got here on my desk and I'm just scooting through. Get to Mandrake. I think we've already covered issue one. Great opening story. Oh, and that, I should say with um, Phantom One, that was a great opening story. That, that last page really tied you in and really sucked you in ready to see what happened next. What happened next is we didn't see any Phantom. <laughs> and <laughs> But then with Mandrake, excellent opening story. The art didn't wasn't really all that crash shot or or didn't not not, not that I wasn't crash shot, just we did we felt it didn't match the the theme of Mandrake. Um now once again my local comic store didn't get in number two, it's on back order, hopefully it comes along. Um but did pick up number three and I'm very happy to say that um that the art that Mandrake looks like Mandrake. Um, oh good. So that's that's excellent. But what's also Good to note. Who's this Karma woman? Because she has popped up in every comic except for Flash Gordon. So which, which woman? Karma. She's the the African woman with the dreadlocks, who's who was in Phantom in um, Mandrake. She's the sorceress woman in Mandrake, and she's pops up in. She Kingdom. was in King's Watch as well, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah she was in King's Watch. So yeah, I think she's kind of like a witch cool. doctor type of thing. I think Loaf has got a bit of a thing for her as well. Well, see that 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 confused me because in um, this it says that she's Lothar's girlfriend, but through reading King's Watch and Mandrake, I thought her and Mandrake were hitting it off. But yeah, yeah. she seems pretty friendly with good old Mandrake there. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on there. Well, playing the field, you know, yeah, playing the field. Men can do it. Why can't the women? Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. And then, and then Prince Valiant. I was nicely surprised with Prince. Have you guys read Prince Valiant? No, I I've read the first one. I've read the first one. Well, I picked up the first one. I thought, oh yeah, that looks alright. I think I'd gone into my shop, and they didn't have the Phantom, and they didn't have the Mandrake enough. And Prince Valiant was sitting right there. I thought, oh, I'll just have a bit of a look and. Right, the first one, yeah, not too bad. I think it was the second one. And I've just got to look into it now. And, oh, there's Mandrake. Oh, he's having an argument with Merlin. I might pick that up. And so I did. And read it and thought, yeah, that's quite good. But I also picked up number three, and you'd pick up number three, and there's the Phantom. I'm definitely picking up all these, you know, all these three. And here, the Phantom... He, well, he this looks a bit like Errol Flynn. He's, he's in action, he's in, he's on a pirate ship, you know, where Phantom really excels. He's on a pirate ship and he's thumping out bad guys. He's got a cool little goatee, which, you know, you can get over it because he's pretty cool. Um, he's thumping bad guys and not worried about taking names. He's got a, you know, a bit of extra bling going on there and, okay. It's, it's, Has he got an earring? Uh, no, he's, he's wearing the suit so you can't see his ears. But, um, <laughs> but it's quite, you know, we've got Prince Valiant, we've got, actually, it's got the whole King's Watch crew, I think, we've got, except for Jungle Jim, we've got the Phantom, you know, an earlier Phantom, dressed up in, you know, earlier Phantom gear. Um, we've got Prince Valiant, we've got um, a young King, uh, yeah, Kid Flash Gordon, and we've got Mandrake, who is, who has taken possession of a little dinosaur, and just ripping out one-liners. And it's a really enjoyable book. You know, and the, Phant- the Phantom makes more of an appearance in this book than he does in his own um, series. Mm. Dynamite um, have totally screwed up. Yep, I'd agree. Yeah. 
The fandom or... But, or the oh, fandom? just... Well, the fandom, it's it's like... Let's, let's be honest, right? Out of the... Out of the five, out of the five series that I've got, the fandom's probably, arguably, the, the top character. And then you could probably make an argument that maybe Prince Valiant and Flash is maybe more popular. But... Let's be realistic. The fandom still got a regular comic series in several countries around the world where Prince Valiant's just in the newspapers and Flashes hasn't. So the fandom is the main character. So why do they have to screw around with the fandom when they don't screw around with the other with the other characters, but they screw around with the whole fandom mythology? you know, don't know who it is, and, you know, they use Lothar, okay, you can kind of get away with it, but then they've got some weakling female character that is not phantom material, and I know she doesn't know she's phantom and all that, but you can't see her as the phantom. She's this little, petite, little, pathetic person. It's, they have totally screwed it up. And, and what's with all the racial comments in issue number four? I thought that really just wasn't... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was not cool. How Garan suddenly starts thinking he's an African American. It's mm. just yeah. It's 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 like the last fandom I could get away with and I could understand and stuff like that. And then they just stopped it. And then it's just like, well, okay, you know. And then King's Watch, yeah, King's Watch was good. I, I enjoyed it, but yeah. this has been pathetic. This is it's literally been crap. Um, and. I'm, I'm t- I, I can't pick anything good out of the fandom. Probably the only thing I can pick good is that I like that I like some of the covers. No, the covers were great. I really, yeah. but, really but the art's crap. The story's crap. Even if you forget that it's the Phantom and it's just a normal character. It's some bloke. It's some bloke. The story is no story. It is a pathetic story. Um, so, you know, the writer... Whoever did the whoever did the writing needs to be sacked and you know go back to school and learn how you know or get or you know I hope he hasn't quit his day job. The art, the art is nothing flash. Like I'll even go as far it's it's on the same level as the first Mandrake art which we've um which we've no, blasted I, on this I disagree podcast. with that. I disagree with that on these grounds. The Mandrake artwork didn't fit the character of Mandrake, but in its own right, the artwork was good. Yeah. This okay, artwork, yeah. starting from issue two, because the original artist uh, for issue one was a different guy, was um, Brent Schooner, and then this other guy, Ryan Cody, took over. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Cody, but it's friggin' terrible. Like, there is no redeeming quality about the artwork at all. It's just mm. ugly. The characters look like they were drawn they're with no... Frumpy. Yeah, they're frumpy, they're blocky, they are... Oh, it's just... Yeah. It's just ugly. Especially and, in number four where you see the prologue and you see the art that's been done in those first half dozen pages mm, yeah. and then you've served up what you served up and it's it jars you. Oh, yeah, it does. And the other thing that gets me is how do people actually know that this woman is actually of the Phantom's blood? Yeah, I don't get that Phantom? either. I don't get that either. How did they figure it out? Like, I'm looking through the older issues now, and basically Mandrake just pops up at the end of issue two, 
and then goes, oh, we've been looking for this young lady, and then pops up again in kind of a weird flashback. I really hated the time changes this series did, because it got really mm. confusing. But, um, yeah, he pops up again in issue three and basically goes, yeah, you're the Phantom. And that's it. And she's just like, oh, righto. Okay. Oh, like, I thought it, I missed something big. No, <laughs> it, no there, there's no. nothing. It's like, yeah, like at least even in Phantom 2040, yeah, Kit accepts it pretty quickly. But there's a, still that, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this. It's, you know, maybe it was my lineage once upon a time, but I had, you know, that part of my family's been gone for so long. You know, there was that internal conflict sort of thing, at least a bit of a discussion. But in this, it was just, oh, yeah, whatever. And then she suddenly becomes, like you said, Jermaine, from this mild-mannered reporter to this action hero just because she's got a purple um, hoodie on. Hoodie on. Mm. It was just crap. It was, yeah, it's really bad. I don't think I've been this, and I'm going to use the word, I don't think I've been this disgusted by a comic in a long time. Like, it was just Mm. terrible. And the only reason I, I kept buying it, which I kind of think, Jermaine, you might be right in this, um... I think the only reason I kept buying it was because, yeah, it had the word The Phantom on it. And the first issue was, I will admit this, the first issue was really good. It was mm. really good. And then after that, it just went to absolute crap. Yeah. And if the this, only saving, yeah. If this series continued Sorry. with this woman as The Phantom or Lothar, Garan and this woman being The Phantom together, like he says at the end... Yes, we are The Phantom. Yeah, we no, are The one Phantom. One person's The Phantom. Um, and passes on to one other person. Yeah, I've got no interest crazy. in it at all. At mm. all. It's just not. Yeah, they've totally missed it. Yeah. Um, I, now, I kind of did like the whole Sing thing towards the end. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's Sandal Sing or another Sing person is going to be, but I thought that was a kind of a nice touch, but it was just... Oh, I don't know. It's it's like it's like you read some of the stories from Egmont and you actually engage in the story. Yeah. You mm. get involved and you're wondering what's going to happen. You know, it, it's it's you almost think that a drag. Stolen, <laughs> you think that Hollywood stolen Phantom storylines to make their blockbusters? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost a drag going to the comic book shop to pick up another King issue. Because it's 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 almost a waste of a drive. Yeah, yeah. The, actually, um, Jermaine, you mentioning that that woman could be Sandal Singh. The only thing I, that did sort of make me go, oh, that's cool. In this issue was when they mentioned it was uh, President Luaga. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's that right. that panel where um, the Phantom and Luaga shake hands, and he says, "I've met the Phantom. You're not him," or something like that. Yeah, I've mm. met the Phantom, but not you. It's an honour, sir. For me, yes. I thought that was kind of nice. But mm. apart from that, it was just shit. Bill's <laughs> being good. I didn't swear at all. Yeah. Sorry. I'll have to put the, the <laughs> swearing rating up on iTunes now. Mm. But, oh. yeah, it, it was it was so bad. And, and the fact, like, um, Jermaine, when you said, you know, this meek, weak little woman taking over for the Phantom, it doesn't work. It's not even the fact that she's a woman. Like, I know some fans have an issue with it. Oh, no, the Phantom's always got to be a man. And when it comes, you know, for Kit and Heloise, and Kit's got to take it. Um, personally, I couldn't care less about the sex. But the fact that she, yeah, is just this reporter that suddenly, oh, no, she can do the Phantom's job. Again, comparing it to 2040, when 
kit and that takes over. He makes mistakes. He learns as he goes on. But in this, it was just not straight into superhero mode. And it's just, it was so unbelievable and so, such poor characterization. Just, oh, no. Nah. Mm. Nah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, I think less of about that, the better. Now we've we've said our piece. We'll let other people yeah. discuss it, and yeah. they can, um, yeah, either agree with us or or, or disagree with us. Yeah, so but yeah, we made up. We and made up. becoming the fans, and learning about the fans. Yeah. Yep, I'd say if yeah. you've been waiting for the trade on this, don't bother. <laughs> no, that's don't kind bother. of that's kind of my advice. Um, I, I really disliked it. Which is a shame because King Watch set up set up a really good story, I thought. But mm. anyway, on that note, <laughs> it, it was yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's just it's it's disappointing and it's 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 sad in the fact that this is basically going to be you know because of this crap, we're not going to see an American publisher touch the Phantom in comics and for probably another 10 years or something. Well, unless Hermes keep going after their... their yeah. F- so that, but, that's the only shining light at the moment. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like... Well, you know, it's kind of like... You know, it's, it's worse than what we saw with the Marvel stuff and the, and the DC stuff in the 80s and 90s. See, I didn't and mind either was, of that. I, did, I didn't mind, mate. Yeah, I liked them. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, this is much worse. And then it was almost, you know, it was five plus years before Moonstone took the plunge again. Yeah. Now, if, you know, unless DE redeem themselves with the next saga, which I believe is a follow-on with King's Watch, where basically all the five characters come together as one, and then it happens. Um, I don't think, you know, and either, either that becomes good or Herms takes it on full-time. Um, and if they do, they need to get their publishing sorted and their release sorted, because waiting this time, this long, is just not acceptable. Um, it's... Oh, I really fear that it's going to be another five, ten years before another publisher decides to take on the Phantom. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I don't get with Herms, just to go back to them for a moment, because the late, how late their issues have been, is going to hurt the publication. Like people are going to go, oh, I'm sick of oh. waiting for this thing. I'm not going to bother. Yeah, I don't I'm, understand. I'm just playing for the trade, I can't be bothered waiting. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand if you have an artist like Self Luder, who is an amazing artist. But does take his time. Why not just wait till he's got all the issues done, then release them, mm. release them mm. in a monthly schedule, as they have done. With, well, not with these ones, but as they had planned to do with these ones. So you've got, let's say, at least four months uh, leeway there for him to have a bit of a break for a month, and then maybe start on the second series. You know, or do the whole thing and release it as a graphic novel and have a series of graphic yeah. novels. You know, it's just. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand why there can't be ways around this this late stuff in in you know the creation of comics. Um, but then I'm not a businessman, so 
I don't know, but you would think that the Sunday collection well, stuff it's, would it's kind of, yeah. pay the bills while they're waiting for it to get done. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, there's got to be a way around yeah. it. Because haven't 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 um, who's the distributor of comics? Diamond. Um, I'm a distributor. Diamond. Haven't they cancelled the? the yeah, haven't they cancelled the pre-orders for four and, uh, for the next parts, four and five? Um, I've been reading on Facebook that they've cancelled the pre-orders for Herms four and five or something. So basically, the comic book shops and the ones that can get it in have to then re-pre-order the issues. Oh, and really? How many? You know, majority of comics, majority of comic book stores are going to do that, but there'll be some that will just be going on. Oh, I can't be bothered. And yeah, then well, there was what the, the remark that Steve made is, oh, I'm not going to bother, I'll just wait for the trade. Yeah. It will, they, they might not order any, but they'll probably only order those for the people that have specifically said, oh, I'll get that. So they won't have any shelf copies, which means people won't just walk in and go, oh, it looks kind of cool, I'll grab it. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a bit of an issue. Um, surely there's got to be a way around it, like like we say. But um, according to I saw a face on uh, a face on Facebook. God, <laughs> a post on Facebook um, that apparently it's supposed to be out next week. Um, I think that was posted on the Herms Hermes page. I'm just trying to find it now. Hermes Press. Yeah. Facebook. We're just trying to find that. Have you guys um, seen in your news feeds that um, Sidebarry.com is releasing more new? Um, original art. No, I didn't see that. News today. Sideberry.com is <laughs> releasing new original art, both awesome. dailies and Sundays. Wow. I bet you that'll be nice. a pretty pretty. Uh, yeah, here we go. So yesterday, posted at 1.19pm, I am assuming. Um, for the first time ever, check out the new Salvaludo cover for the Phantom issue 4, although I'm sure we've seen that previously. Uh, due, oh no, sorry, due out next month, not next week. So it's supposed to be out next month sometime. So what's that? September. Hmm. So it's another month away. Uh, well, next month. So it could be, you know, a week or two. Or it could be, yeah, six weeks. We don't really know. <laughs> have it when you have it. Yeah, exactly. It'll be out when it's out. Which, um, you know, it, the, the only bad thing, though, I suppose we should take Sol- solace in this. The only bad thing we can say about Hermes um, Phantom series is that it's been delayed. That's the only bad thing about it because mm. it's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's it's a great it's a great series, but the, it's just annoying having to re- having to wait almost a year for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A year for four issues is a bit of a joke, but. Hopefully they'll learn from this and their second series, if they do one, will um, will be a lot more timely in its release. Because they're the only saving, you know, they're the only only company that actually, in America, that actually care about the fandom and actually produce the fandom. Yeah. Well, I think, see, the thing is, it's kind of interesting, and I just realised it, um, the companies that have kind of cocked it up, that, like, cocked up the fandom, have all tried to do something really new and different where Herms has just gone nut we're going to embrace the the classicness of the character and 
you know, build our stories around that. And I'm not saying that, you know, you should never change anything because as you guys know and people that listen to this podcast will know, I love Phantom 2040 and that's very different. But it's interesting that all the ones that have done poorly are be the ones that are like, oh, yeah, we're going to change the Phantom and make him more different and mm. stuff. Whereas Holmes has just gone, nah, we'll embrace, you know, the classicness of the characters and their stuff is just amazing. Yeah, the, the reason why it survived for what nearly eighty years, and yeah. you just don't stuff around the formula. Just you know, yeah. build on it. So don't try and erase it all and re- rewrite your own thing. It so yeah, good. do you remember that? Um, oh, I don't know if you remember the Simpson um episode where he makes a mistake and um he, he did a Homer. So like for instance, yeah. you know, like someone someone makes a mistake and it turns out good. Yeah. So, so what's going to happen is we're going to call it, you know, don't do a de, you know, like, you know, screw it up. So, you know, don't, don't do it, don't do a de. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should still give um, uh, Jeff Parker was it that wrote, um, yeah, Jeff Parker that wrote King's Watch. I think he did a really good job. Mm, I do he think he did a really good job. But Last Phantom and then this have just been. Last Phantom was kind of okay, but this has just been terrible. This last mm. one. But anyway. <laughs> so do you feel better, Steve, getting that off your chest? I've had that building up inside me for so long. It, <laughs> it, it does feel nice to get that out. Oh, That's but... good. I'm, I'm glad we could be your therapy, your group session here, mate. Thanks. <laughs> I, I can even hear in the background my, my youngest, he, he's screaming. He doesn't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Right, well, is there anything else uh, anybody wants to say before we wrap this up? Uh, I'll no, just, a bit more on, just a bit more on those originals for sale. It says the, pro- the Proposal 1 and 2, The Wedding of the Phantom, uh, Necklace of Solomon 2, Gully Witch, and Treasure of the Skull Cave. So do they have um, prices up there, or is it going to be an auction uh, type thing? You've got, to, you've got to contact them for the prices, okay. I think. So that means it'll be expensive. <laughs> well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> as, as soon as I saw that, I said, oh, that's out of my price range. <laughs> if you yeah. ever ask, can't afford it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Right, guys. Maybe we need to contact him. Maybe we need to contact him and say, seeing you plugged him on the podcast, he needs to give this one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm up for that. One each, each, each. Yep. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and we don't have to pay for shipping either. <laughs> oh, I'll pay for shipping. Oh, okay. Well, you can pay for shipping for the three of us. Well, he's got to pay for shipping. He's over in WA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, well, I reckon that'll uh, that'll do us for this episode. Uh, yep. If you would like to share your thoughts on King's Watch or any of the other... Uh, sorry, not King's Watch. King the Phantom and King Mandrake or any of the other comics we covered this uh, episode, you can find us on Facebook at uh, either Chronicle Chamber Phantom Fan Page or... Phantom Collector. We're also on um, what's that thing called with the bird? Twitter. That's the one I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so professional. We're just um, we're just a model of professional podcasting on this show. Um, So you can find us on Twitter. Um, The account is Ghost Two Tweets, or you can search at Chronicle underscore Tweet there to find us. Um, We're also on Google Plus at um, Phantom Fan Page, and uh, we, oh no, that's all of them. Cool, I've covered everything. Righto, so there's links to all of that stuff on the website, or you can email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. 
if you're downloading this via iTunes, please chuck up a review or give us a star rating, um, just so we can sort of gauge how people downloading through that are enjoying the show. Um, because we haven't got anything yet. We're feeling a bit unloved. All right. Well, I think that'll do us. So last call for anything else anyone wants to say. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Steve's had his wind. He's good. good. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> right. Steve Germain, thanks again for joining me. Everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you for episode 29 in a couple of weeks. Goodbye, everyone.